0: Minds and Minds Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. job, sha
1: la la sha na na. Out of a job, sha la la la, sha na na na. Oh, Out of a job. Ooh. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses oh, wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Hal's Count Anywhere Lovelin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Social dance Dancing Danielle Radford.
2: I'm all alone.
3: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: Bit by bit and Brit by Brit, Lindsay Kelk is here to join us. I'm
3: I'm not alone, and now I feel terrible about the whole thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so much to talk about. It's
2: Fine, you guys. I have my porn.
1: Isn't that all you need? Julian's here too.
4: Hi, Julian. Hello. That's fine. He's not
2: going to be baited into talking like he did last time.
4: That's right.
1: Uh, He he will not be baited. We will. I'm not joining
4: that conversation. (laughs) We will break
1: out the man hammer. On you, sir (laughs) Alright What happened on the wrestling shows this week Is definitely secondary to what happened in real life this week So let's get started with what deserves Our extra attention This is our main event Let's get ready to
0: Whoa Holy shit
1: Let's get ready to furlough WWE has announced sweeping furloughs <laughs> and layoffs across the entire Jesus. company, including uh, these talents. I'm just going to read a list that we can we can go and pick through some of this. Uh, we've got Kurt Angle, Rusev, Drake, Maverick, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, <sighs> Eric Young, Rowan EC3, Leo Rush, Aiden English, Epico, Primo, Fit, Finlay, Lance Storm, Josiah Williams, Deanna Parazzo, Heath Slater, Mike and Maria Kanellis, and Mike Chioda. Uh, that doesn't even mention ton of
4: other producers and agents who are now gone reads like an in memoriam list honestly yeah yeah, i mean
2: it's titus i I didn't even did did, did titus make this list because i think they got i think
4: titus is gone too after the job he did hosting wrestlemania (sighs) Uh, i don't see any titus news so far it's just him it's
3: just him
1: in really nice suits because he's the best dressed superstar there is
3: he, he said that about himself when I interviewed him. I asked who was the best dressed, and he said, oh, that's easy, it's me. He's right. Uh, it's the only question he was able to answer promptly and in a timely fashion. So, But he was delightful. Yeah, this is horrible, isn't it? Yeah. This, this is, is really horrible. like,
2: heartbreaking. Like, we're joking about it, because that's our job is to joke about stuff, but this is, like, I am so incredibly bummed out and stressed out and pissed off um, to have all of these people some of whom weren't even on the card to like fly out to fucking mania. And what is looking suspiciously like bribery, having them be named essential. And then suddenly they're not so essential anymore.
3: It was a very odd three days, wasn't it? That on one day one, they're declared essential. Day two, Vince is named to the put the country back together panel. And day three, they fire a massive chunk of their roster, most of whom have worked recently, most of whom have actually worked during this current climate or the current conditions, as WWE keeps saying, because they refuse to give it a name. Um, That was the weirdest thing for me that you chose people who have been prepared to put themselves at risk for you people like heath slater who are like
2: workhorses that you can heat up and then cool off at any point and he'll do yeah. something interesting and he will and he you know does the job every night without ever getting any shine on himself he's got kids Oh, that's still his shirt i mean <laughs> yeah because the,
3: the back of it i think it says i
2: need this job <laughs> oh
3: god he- <sighs> it's just so and so many of the people let go performer wise and i mean also producer wise like but we'll, we'll do those separately, I'm sure. But there's so many of the performers that are, like, noted. I'm saying with inverted comments, like, noted good people. Noted nice people who are, like, locker room favorites. It's just, I've had a really hard week this week with WWE. I'm like, is this it? Is this when I just have to quit? I'm against the war but for the troops. Right. But you just keep cutting my troops? Like. I don't know. It's really hard. It's really hard. Because this is unconscionable the way it was done.
1: Well, I right mean, now, the, Mike
3: like Mike Keyon. I know. I know. How? How is that happening? It does
1: seem like, and I, I don't think any of us know this 100%, that some of these people have been furloughed. Some of the production staff have been furloughed. Yes. But the rot, like, look, I agree with you. I love Heath Slater, I think he's great. He's like the twinkie at the back of the shelf of a 7-11 for them. In that he's never going to go yeah. bad, but also they're going to forget he's there and never like everyone's going to be like, "Oh yeah, I should yeah. move this around to the front." And then gone. Like I got yeah. kids was years ago. It wasn't months yeah. ago. No, it totally. was years ago and he appeared.
3: I'm not disputing yeah. like that he's gone. Sorry, I just like I'm not saying like, "Oh, it's so shocking that he's gone." I am surprised he's still there, yes. you know? But the, it's the fact, it's the timing. And it's the way they do it. And the way it's done. Absolutely. For people that's so ugly right now. So ugly. Yeah.
4: Like WWE hoarded all this yep. talent. And for years we've been saying, why do they have all these people that they're obviously not going to use? And the downside to like some of these guys taking this job and getting a decently steady paycheck yeah. was that the minute WWE woke up and realized we don't need these guys anymore, they're kind of on their ass. And the the biggest thing is, there's no independent wrestling no. right now. There is none. It is gone yeah. for like at least until things ch- turn around and, and hopefully these the smaller companies can get back on their feet. So I feel bad for them because it's like normally it's like, okay, well, let's see if they start taking bookings and they can't even do that right now. They just have to...
3: That's why he's uh. done it now. That's part of the reason yep. it's happened now. Yep. Because you, you fired people when they're not going to be as big of a risk to you commercially. Like Their value is very low as a performer. They can't really just go anywhere else and make money right now. It Just there is no version of it that looks good, looks appropriate, looks rational. Mm-hmm. It just looks cruel every way you look at it. Just cold it and really calculating hard.
2: and they have the yeah. money and they could be paying people and they are choosing not to. And yeah, cause
3: They got to give $18.5 million to the governor of Florida. Yep. From, I know not them. I know that was the yeah. pack before everyone's like, but that was Linda's pack. I'm like, mm, mm. yeah, it was. You <laughs> like, know, it's just and, gross. Yeah. And, Drake and the, Maverick, and the
4: like, WWE didn't own XFL. Yeah. Like,
2: Drake Maverick, I will say, that dude is obviously a fucking genius. Like, he managed to put over himself and that tournament on the way of them kicking him out the fucking door. If you haven't seen what he posted online, go watch it
4: These are the last three meet- matches I have I just want everybody watching at home to know that you'll have my all you'll have everything it's not about a title anymore it's about it's about my life it's about feeding my family paying my pills so if I don't make an impression if I don't win, that's it for me So. I should- I just want everybody to know that uh, you're all going to get everything I have.
2: Yes, it is completely sincere. But dude, he's a worker. It's also a fucking promo. And it's amazing.
3: When I saw that and then he's like, oh, but I'm still going to work these matches. I'm like, I think those matches may have been pre-recorded.
2: I'm like, going to assume And also,
3: so. even if they're not pre-recorded, I believe most WWE tournaments are scripted. So. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I'm going to try and win. I'm like, you should. You should try and win, Drake. You're, you you're not going to because they fired you. No. But, yeah, but the like, summer
4: of Spud. We, we really yeah. deserve the summer of Spud.
3: <laughs> well done to him for finding a way to make it work. Everyone says
2: nothing but the best things about him. Like, he fucking loves this job so much that he allowed his wedding to, like, be used as part of an angle you know yeah
1: i'm in a text thread with people who you know when this was all happening just going through because it was it i felt like you would hear like one name at a time going down 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 the done. list worse and worse and worse no it wasn't yeah. uh and one of them was like i wonder who's going to aew and the thought that came to my head is like you think that the cons are going to start spending a ton of money i think they probably there are a few people that they could bring yeah. in. Rusev is is yeah. a big one. Anderson and Gallows would well, make sense. Well, they've already...
2: Like, that was something that the elite dudes established almost immediately was like, we're not picking up every single ex-WWE person. Yep. They said something like, you know, there's like a list of like 10 people from the WWE that we really, really want. This idea that there's going to be this like influx of stuff. Like, no, they're going to take back the club because it's the fucking club. Yeah. But... You know, I don't see them. I don't. I don't see them picking up Epico and Primo. I don't see them.
3: You know what? AEW doesn't need a ton more dudes. So you know, I don't know. Colby crazy. Like, oh look, a bunch of dudes and two women. I wouldn't be surprised to see Diana Barazzo show up there, but also, you know, like a lot of these guys have got a lot of opportunity in Japan too. Once that's an opportunity again, yeah. when Japan is open. I mean, I don't know if the club are going to want to go back to New Japan. You know, Gallows and Anderson had a ton of success in New Japan. That could be an option for them. I would love to see Rusev in New Japan. Oh, my God, yes. Give me that Ruru in New Japan, especially since they did not release Lana, which um, (laughs) is very interesting because Lana does not work in New Japan. Rusev works in New Japan. Uh, I I don't know. It's just so hard to even think about it that way, isn't it? Because it's like... yeah. People lost their jobs. Where could they go next? Like, the, oh, There's let's not nowhere. The people into new jobs when they don't have them. It's so hard. You know. It's so hard to do our jobs today. Yeah. It really and is. It's really
2: like I'm, yeah. Although, oh God, a tank at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, whatever. Um,
1: <laughs> that, <gasps> yeah, There's still, there's still hope on the other side of this. That's what I'm kind of holding on to is that in the very, very long run, I hope that a lot of these people are better off than they were yeah. sitting yes. on the shelf at WWE getting paid to show up at TV and maybe not get to work at all. This is one of those jobs where you don't want days off. You're kind of forced to take them. Mm -hmm. So I hope that they are able to find greener pastures when those pastures are available. My guess is it's not going to be anything until the next year. And even then it's probably going to be odd. Um, Also
2: just, uh, sorry, before we forget, I want to make sure that we definitely like guys, please go support friend of the podcast, Josiah. Um, He is amazing, uh, a sweetheart, and I'm not sure, like you know, what his what path he is going to choose to go from from here, but. Please support him. Hey, you I know mean, what? Honestly, all, but uh, like it's... if
4: you're talking about people needing to get scooped up by AEW, I hope they hire Josiah. Please do,
2: because <laughs> job music is trash.
4: He wrote. He, he wrote <laughs> maybe one of like the two songs that I like from that organization. He wrote Sean Spears' music. If you go and listen to it, it sounds exactly like him. So yeah, it's, pre- it's yeah. pretty obvious. So maybe he'll go and actually clean up their music jobs over there.
2: Yeah, c- no, keep no, that I... one. Keep Judas and toss just about everything else.
1: <laughs> so uh, that sucked. And then it got worse on Wednesday when it was announced that. It
3: did. It found a way to get worse. Howard
1: Finkel passed away. Now, many of you (sighs) will remember him for his feud with Cy Sperling in uh, Raw in the mid 90s when he did Hair Club for Men. That was like one of my enduring memories. I was like, oh, they got him in the ring. And I think he like wrestled William Shatner. It was like the most bizarre thing. But like, dude loved wrestling. He was the voice of WWE. Uh, From my childhood and before it, all the way through uh, most of the 2000s as the ring announcer, he was like, you you know, CM Punk bringing him back in 2011 to announce him was a big deal because if you grew up wanting to be a wrestler, anywhere from the 80s beyond, you wanted to hear Howard Finkel say your name out loud. And the guy from everything I've seen, like truly loved wrestling and got to live his dream for decades and decades and left as a respected guy, but passed away way too early and as a respected guy and as a Hall of Famer.
0: I've announced some of the greats in this business as champions with a signature word. From San Martino, to Backlund, to Hogan, to Flair, to Bret Hart, to The Rock, to Austin, to Triple H, to The Undertaker, to Shawn Michaels, to John Cena, and many more. I wanted to make their ascension to the throne memorable and remembered by how I announced their win. Well, tonight, I'm going to steal a page from my playbook, if I may. Ladies and gentlemen, I, the Think, Howard Finkel, am a new inductee into WWE's Hall of Fame class of 2009. Thank you very much.
1: Every time I hear a new, like that's his voice. Mm-hmm. I can't hear anybody else announce anything. He is the voice of announcers to me.
2: Yeah, I remember when he came out in uh, 2011. I definitely cried a thug tear um, <laughs> for when he came back because that was such a like huge important moment. And one thing I will say is that that WWE is very good for or getting better at is giving people their roses while they're alive it might not be with money or health insurance but if nothing else they will give those people their moment they'll give them their hall of fame moment or they'll give them another moment to like let them know how much they appreciate them and how much the fans appreciate them and what their impact is and so I'm very happy that when Howard Finkel went out he went out knowing how like Loved and appreciated, and important he was in the business because a lot of times we like to wait until people pass away to say nice things
3: about them. Yep, I was at the Survivor series uh when he introduced punk, and it was a lot. Everyone was just like, Oh, <laughs> it was like almost like the Undertaker moment of silence, but instead of people in silent, they were like, Oh, <sighs> and then yeah. a huge cheer. Um, <laughs> this was a beloved man who knew how much he was loved um and was not a wrestling tragedy I guess uh, in a sense which is a reason to celebrate right I feel like we lose so many of these legends at an early age because of a terribly tragic circumstance and while this is a very very sad thing to lose someone we love I'm very relieved to see he went surrounded by love and knew his worth I hope he knew his worth you know like it seems like he really did know how much people loved him
4: that survivor series a little bit of a shame how bad comment i forgot how bad wwe commentary was in 2011 because they took a really cool moment of him coming back and kind of just like cole and king and, and even uncle booker just yeah they kind of ruined on it. it hall of famer that's right is he crying <laughs> i think he is
0: I always say, you definitely know you made it when Howard Finkel announces you, man, that, that that was huge for me.
4: We may never make the announcement, he'll let this go on all, all <laughs> night, oh, please. He's savoring the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: Ladies God. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. Stop the pain. Introducing <laughs> The Challenger. Oh my God. From Chicago, Illinois. My oh God. Weighing 218 pounds, C. M. Punk. Oh, Yeah, I bet C. M. Hunt's glad he made that choice. Great <laughs> nice pick, Hunk. Great wow. nice pick. Howard may be a little rusty. <laughs> Give it up for Howard, baby.
4: <laughs> it's still worth watching. I think.
3: Yeah absolutely it's, it's also a really fun match and uh if you were there you got ccm punk's butt so <laughs> i i you know well,
1: what it's do you want not
3: relevant to this conversation but alberto pulled his trunks down and we all saw his butt so <laughs> check it out
1: if you have any thoughts on punk's butt or any of the other things we've discussed so far
3: and how could you not how could you not
1: <laughs> i mean that's got to be the primary thing is people's butts butts share how you're feeling Let us know if you're doing all right. Just check in with us, and and let's talk about all this stuff, too. Uh, It's okay to have feelings, and it's important to share them. You can do that with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back to talk about Wednesday Night Wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
0: Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep.
2: Dr. Game Show is my favorite podcast and the only podcast my parents want me
0: listen to because I'm 12, but even old people love this show. Basically, you call in, play games, and have fun. If you win a game, a baby will send you a magnet in the mail. I have so many magnets and put them all over my locker, and pretty much everyone at school is jealous because they are very cool custom magnets, and it also means that I'm really good at winning games. And they even let me practice my record live on the air. Listening to this show is like going to a real doctor, but pretty much kind of better. Doctor Game Show Raw. Listen to Doctor Game Show on Maximum Fun. New
3: episodes every other Wednesday.
1: back to tights and fights i'm hal lublin i'm joined today by danielle rapper and
2: lindsey kelk
1: all right let's try to talk a little bit about wrestling shows that happened this week including the only wrestling show i watched which was aew dynamite and you know we can't talk about aew dynamite without our newest segment still coming fresh out of the (laughs) wrapping where lindsey breaks down what happened in the aew women's division Lindsay, the floor is yours.
3: There was one match. Yay, one match, We Great. got one. Yay. Uh, I feel like this segment has had a very positive effect on the AEW women's division. <laughs> because, <laughs> again, it was not a terrible match. It was my beloved Mm-mm. Britt Baker DDS. She's a dentist, if you mm-hmm. didn't know that. Um, I thought she looked really strong against, I was it Cassandra Golden? Gold, mm-hmm. Golden? Yes. Uh, she looked really strong. She looked really good. I like this new, slightly psychotic, violent edge that her character has taken on. Mm. And we got a most excellent promo live from the dentist office where she explained yes. to us uh, what a role model is and how good of a role model she, in fact, is. <laughs> There's been some bickering on Twitter about some Bailey gimmick infringement, but I do feel like these two things are quite far apart. Bailey's version of being a role model and a dentist's version of being a role model. I don't know. I do see the similarities in the gimmick, but I don't really it doesn't bother me which is entirely my thing if it bothers you cool it should bother you for my take it does not <sighs> i love me some brit i am massively loving watching her character grow and develop and yep. mm. blossom all dentists should be maniacal has no one seen a little shop, a little shop of horrors like this is the law <laughs> if she doesn't right. at some point come out and start singing i am a dentist I want my money back, and I haven't given them any money. So I'm just waiting for the AEW All Musical Edition. It's got to be coming, right? Yeah. It it would be fantastic. Um, Yeah, it was a good week. It was as good a week as it can possibly be for the AEW (laughs) Women's Division.
1: I did love Orange Cassidy's uh, version of what Penelope Ford did where he got up and took his jacket off and tried to seduce... <laughs> uh, yeah trying to seduce Kip Kip.
3: yeah that was a really fun match that was a really yeah that's I think when aew we've talked about this a thousand times but it's when they're good they are good at what they're good at and that was a match that leaned into everyone's strengths and yeah. it made everyone look like a superstar it made everyone look great uh again commentary was great I, they put over Penelope Ford as a as a star they made her look great awesome and not just like some hot chick on the side. Yes. Um, she really looked like a threat. I I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was super fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, I also really enjoyed the opening match. I enjoyed the two promos that preceded it. I'm talking about Lance Archer defeating Colt Cabana mm-hmm. in a match ruined by a commercial break, but otherwise very good.
3: <laughs> and
1: uh, Jake the Snake's promo was great. It's so nice to see like this act of his life where Yes. He's clean and yeah. just cutting great promos, like doing what he absolutely does better than almost anybody on the planet. And and uh, it's just w- wonderful to see him doing that. And then Cole Cabana also gave a great promo. Everybody put everybody over. I don't think anybody came out of it looking weaker than they did going in. And Jericho did a great job on commentary again for the second straight week. So really really killing it. Him. Really so good. Just crushing it.
3: I'm really pleased to see him wearing gloves. That feels right right now. I'm pleased with that. I really enjoyed the Colt-Lance match. I thought, you know, it could have been played with Colt as the buffoon, but Mm -hmm. they really positioned him, I thought, as more of a wily veteran Yeah. Yep. who was going to get in his head and play mind games with him because obviously he couldn't outpower Lance Archer, but he was able to get some good shots in and to mind fuck him a little bit mm-hmm. uh, yeah, which smart. made it Wrestled a, a way match. more compelling match than just having lance come in and run over him yeah yeah i i i, I really enjoyed aw <laughs> this week apart from like mm-hmm. you know the last 40 minutes i like seeing
2: that because i i'm so used to seeing colt in like those comedy matches which he's mm-hmm. fantastic in i like his art wrestling stuff but like yeah it was really kind of interesting to watch him play like a different version of himself mm-hmm. than what I usually see but also I just like you know Kokoban is human heart eyes
3: for me so oh, totally yeah he is the Instagram zoom filter with all the love hearts Yeah, every that, time you see him like, <laughs> exactly. wada, wada, wada. So that's, that's who he is when he comes on screen I just yeah. want to give him a big hug like I want to bake him a cake and then get a hug it's not even dirty yep. you guys it's not yeah, even no, it's horny not it's not horny on main it's not horny on side street I just want to, like, bake him some cupcakes, give him a hug, and make sure he's got everything he needs in his quarantine apartment.
1: Sean Spears beat Justin Law. Did not take his T-shirt off, as Jericho pointed out 500 times. Which <laughs> is great. It's a good little bit of business of, like, I'm not going to take my T-shirt off. Still almost got uh, pinned and then got met. Like, it was a good little nice compact story. Sammy Guevara beat Shug D. Love um, Sammy. Dude, how, how are we feeling great.
2: about Sean Spears?
1: this is the most i've liked him since he's come to aew i like yeah. this version of him it had more personality than i've seen so far because other before that it was like i've got weird eyes i've got these contacts <laughs> in yeah and i'm mad because you remember i was ty dillinger the the number 10 i was the perfect 10 remember now i'm mad and <laughs> i've got green eyes i'm so mad
3: yeah, that's, he need we we said that right that he needed to develop an actual character. That yeah, wasn't mm-hmm. just and it looks like bitter. that's happening.
4: Did they get rid of that whole storyline? I'm assuming because of the pandemic that were like they were going around trying to find his perfect tag team partner or something. Yeah, I believe they have. Okay, yeah, yeah, they yeah. must have. Well, sorry, Ty. Uh, I will say I
1: turned on <laughs> all throughout the, the show. They were hyping. The main event, which was Moxley against Jake Hager in an empty arena match, which all of them are. So not sure what's (laughs) particularly special there, except they got rid of the 10 people at ringside. You know, they had Ron Funches and they had all these people saying who they thought was going to win. And they were the big hype before the commercial break was Jim Ross on commentary. We're signing. You're going to get Jim Ross. And what we got was like, hey, everybody, I'm uh, here here, to say empty arena. So it was like real quiet and within – I watched about 30 seconds. His
2: recording equipment sucks.
1: (laughs) Guess what happened 30 seconds into that match in my household? Hmm. I turned it off because it was so – the presentation was so Mm. dull that I couldn't even – I just – This was a failed experiment for me, for me personally. If you liked it, I'm glad, I'm happy for you. But for me, I was like, oh, this is gonna be for a while.
3: It it was, that's exactly how long it lasted. A while. A while. And I also just like,
2: I do not care about Hager even a little.
3: (laughs) Right?
2: He doesn't even have have X-Pac heat with me. Like it's, Uh I just like don't care that this person exists. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: And also Jim Ross missed the perfect intro For the match which was ladies and gentlemen this arena is emptier than my sack after some blue chew (laughs) we're coming to you with an empty
3: arena match Uh, i mean come on AEW. apparently they were the only people they were the only people who watched the edge and randy match and just thought this could be more boring we could do this and make it (laughs) more boring but yeah like oh we should make it just as long but have them not really go anywhere or do (laughs) any particular spots have a whole bunch of technical grappling, then have the commentator say maybe four things really quietly and make it go for 40 minutes.
4: That's, that's what we should do
3: here, even though no one especially cares about it. No one especially cares about Jake Hager. Nope. They've come out wearing almost matching outfits. It once again has a super strong whiff of gay porn in the style of the Gargano Chomper Fight for your daddy's love match, which we didn't even get to talk about last week. I'm not having this one final beat bullshit. It was fight for daddy's love. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I i was not enthralled by the empty arena match. Plus, wasn't it like no holds barred or something? Or wasn't it? A, yeah. And yet it was just a, a grappling match. <laughs>
1: oh, it was also few holds used. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah it's like, oh, I thought like maybe... I would fully understand if no one wants to do any mad spots right now because you don't want to yeah. end up in the hospital. You don't want to end up injured. This would mm-hmm. be a terrible, terrible time to get hurt.
2: But it's also like, don't call it a no holds barred match if you're not going to have some bars yes. held or whatever. Exactly.
3: Like-, <laughs> like when he got the chair out, when uh, when they put the chair in the ring and Jim Ross was drawing it. to Jim Ross doing the worst commentary i may have ever heard jim ross do by just repeatedly drawing attention to how ridiculous the match was and how ridiculous the spots of the match was like why has he got a chair there's no one here why do they need a chair I was like shut up jim it's called yeah. willing suspension of disbelief stop breaking it for me like that was my favorite part where he was like why would there be chairs and he just kept saying it and it's like there's a chair because he's gonna someone's gonna run into it you twat have that you never seen like wrestling the- before
2: you could have you could have <laughs> That's something that you should have discussed before the match. <laughs> it, 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 instead of being like, hey guys, why why is there this doesn't make any sense? I <laughs>
3: mean if they'd there... pulled out a table and he'd just been like, But there's no one here for craft services. I it, it couldn't <laughs> have been more ridiculous. Is he gonna put is he gonna put up some wallpaper? What are they doing? Why would they need a table? Because it's, like, it's a wrestling match, Jim. It's a wrestling and match. We do tables on those.
1: His dick was so hard he couldn't concentrate on anything. It's so hard a cat can
2: scratch it. I yeah. can't <laughs> not think about his dick now because of the Vulture commercials
3: and it's really yeah. fucking upsetting. You uh, can hear it I don't hitting think the about, table. I don't want to think about Grandpa's dick. I just, I've never ever heard anyone describe an erection as so hard a cat could scratch it. But now that's the only way I will ever, ever describe an <laughs> erection, which is why I'm going to have to stay married and can never date again. No, you're done. Because, you know, how do you explain that on date number three?
4: With all these matches, whenever we like talk about, you know, all the like they advertise them as empty arena things, I think they need to stop doing that. I'm not sure why they keep thinking that like that's a selling point anymore. If anything, it's downright depressing to watch them go through like an empty building of chairs. Yeah. And we keep hearing their justification for why these shows have stayed on the air is that they're, they're offering an escape, right? They're trying to offer entertainment right now. Whenever I watch these things and they go through the like an empty audience, I'm not escaping. I'm just reminded of like, wow, this is depressing because I know it should be here right now. And it's not. And I just get sad all over again and I don't want to hear about it anymore.
3: The storyline of an empty arena match to me only makes sense from a storytelling perspective. um, When it is, the idea is that this match is going to be so brutal and so aggressive and it is so personal that it shouldn't even take place in front of an audience. It's such a personal mm. fight. It shouldn't happen in front of an audience's entertainment because it's actually a, a real fight. Like that yeah. should be the story of it, right? Like the jog like the Gargano Chumper. That seems like the way you would have this. You know, the Triple H is like I'm going to find an empty building. I used air quotes again. Got to stop doing this on Zoom, you guys. Um, <laughs> But it's like, you know, this is too big of a fight and too personal and too brutal to happen as entertainment in front of a crowd.
2: I really don't um, mean for this to be so horny, but I do think of it as like a sex scene where it's like there's so much pent up like passion and energy that they're not going to do it in front of everybody. Like this has to be just for them.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's like this is it. It's like it's going to be so explosive and violent and unpredictable that it's too much to happen in front of a crowd. Uh, anyway, except, tune in to a- You know, you're watching. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, tune into AEW next week when Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes fuck in the shower. On uh, <laughs> Raw, <laughs> Zelina officially has her own stable with Austin Theory, Angel Garza, and Andrade. Who it's what she deserves. It's a champion what she versus deserves. champion match. And I, I, this morning, I was like, who's the U.S. champion?
3: Wasn't it? A- it's a fun game to play. Like when you can't remember what day it is. Challenge yeah. yourself to the day, and then challenge yourself to name all of the current WWE champions. Because it's a real good game to play to make sure your brain is still working. And if you yeah. can get them all right first time, you're a better man than I. Yeah, you know That's how right.
2: I remembered that today is Friday? is because I have an alarm set for the podcast on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all
3: right, it's a, it's yeah. Friday. I woke up and was like, there's a thing. And it was this. Yay! Yay! I'm so
1: excited for this weekend when I can walk 10 feet to my couch.
3: <laughs> it's gonna be wild oh, you should it's gonna like be so fun. warm up before you do that mm-hmm. get some yeah. brunch
1: get some brunch I'm in your I'm definitely gonna need physical therapy after this uh, <laughs> Seth is back in the title picture after giving McIntyre the curb stomp
3: sure I guess I don't know yeah whatever. I guess I mean, so there are limited people What's right fuck? now and even Who more limited because they fired a bunch of them but it's like yeah he lost mm. his match at Mania but let's put him back in the title picture sure why not mm, he speaking of daddy's good boy I just feel like it's it's you could say I'm really heartbroken and bummed out for all of the people who were let go without having to be like but don't blame daddy. Yeah. Oh, it's just I can't I've had to just mute him everywhere because I cannot in the parlance of the kids. I simply cannot. I yeah. I, I don't enjoy it and it's really hard to enjoy his on-screen work when his off-screen work is just Really hard to hear him speak when he's got his mouth so far around Vince McMahon's dick, which mm. does not have a blue chew. So <laughs> he's doing you're going work to be working overtime there, Seth. <laughs> I, it's, it, it was just unnecessary. It was unnecessary, but it was entirely predictable.
1: <laughs> uh, I, guess what? I don't want to talk about NXT either. It's all too sad this week.
3: I enjoyed I NXT know. this week. It was hard because I wasn't going to watch it out of protest. And then we, I did because i suck um what else are we
2: fucking doing what else
3: are we doing and i was like you know what like i i just it's so hard because i don't want to blame the people yes but i don't want to give any money to the company um it's yeah. so it's like when you're like i don't want to use uber because it's a terrible business but i also don't want these people to starve when it's their yep. only job you know mm-hmm. it's very difficult um but I thought overall it was a good show. Um, the Finn Balor match was good. And then the Bala challenging Dream was beautiful. Oh. Dream suggesting that Bala be a gentleman and take him out next week was so <laughs> perfect.
4: When you talk about the greatest NXT champion of all time, you're looking at him. So be careful because ignorant comments will get you a date with the prince. A date with the prince?
1: How about you be a gentleman, Finn, and pick the dream up, let's say, next Wednesday night?
3: I can't even begin to imagine. uh, And I could not be more excited for a Finn Balor Velveteen dream. Oh, I'm like, I'm stupid, stupid hype for this match. I feel like I'm gonna need to prepare an outfit. Like, I think we all need to like have an outfit for that match is how special it feels. I think we're gonna have to dress up. Yeah, we're all on that date with Dream and, and Prince Ballot. Because was like, oh yeah, if you would be Prince, be a gentleman. I'm like, oh, oh, I love oof, this. Oof. I yeah, Prince this. versus Prince. I'm into it. Yeah, oh, it's so beautiful. And it, beautiful. the Charlotte promo I thought was really interesting. I still mm-hmm. don't, like I still don't think it's long-term helpful for the division. Um, I thought it was an exceptionally well-put-together promo. And even though she put over the NXT division by saying like, they're the best and, and I'm going to run through them. It's still lined them up as newbies that have to beat her to really claim that
0: for the last year all i've heard is nxt's women's division is the best women's division across all three brands give them credit they proved that at survivor series so i'm coming to nxt to run through the best division in the wwe and they all want a shot at the queen Once Rhea's picked up all the pieces, she's gonna want another shot. Then you have the number one contender, Io Shirai. Candice LeRae is hungry. But you wanna know who I have my eye on? Mia Yim. Mia was actually my first opponent in NXT. And to see our careers grow and now we're at the same place at the same time, I wanna be generous. I wanna give Mia Yim the first lottery ticket.
3: It's still complicated because it builds up whoever beats her as the best person who ever lived, and that's awesome. But it diminishes everyone she beats.
1: But she's being positioned as a heel now, which is also nice. Like that was not a yeah. baby face promo. Yeah. Oh god, no, that was no, a heel it's promo. super
3: heel. Yeah.
1: So yeah,
2: there is never a good reason for Charlotte to be a face. There's just never a fucking no. good reason for it. It is a waste. It's just like there's never a good reason for Sasha to be a face. It is a waste. Yeah. She's a
4: good cryer too. Whenever she loses, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. she really lets her makeup run all over the place. That's pretty so, gross. Yeah. Oh, it was clothes. one of
3: my favorite things about Charlotte is that she comes out looking like an actual goddess, and within five minutes into the match she looks like the biggest hot mess you've ever seen oh my god why does your hair always look like bedraggled trash yeah i was like how is it that no one else looks as shit as charlotte does five minutes into a match and yet i am obsessed with that because it makes her look like she's working harder than anybody else yep
2: that's exactly what it is she comes out of it looking like an abandoned kitten
3: (laughs) it's like when you go to the gym and there's all those girls there wearing uh like wool cat wool hats and little shorts and Mm -hmm. full faces of makeup and they lift one weight and take a photo and then like there's the other girl in the corner who is red-faced and sweating and just like screaming at like whatever it is she's doing and i'm like you know who's actually working out here it's that chick uh and charlotte gives you that energy which i really enjoy yeah the only thing that's
2: important to me in this moment is beating the shit out of this person and winning the match that's the that's the perfect energy
3: yeah and I'm glad it's going to give NXT a big ratings boost. I just think it's a very dangerous precedent to set where you are once again building one star for the company over developing your talent roster. I, yeah. it, You know, and maybe everyone she has a match with will come out of it looking like a superstar. I hope that's the case. I just hate taking the belt away from all those women who still haven't had a chance to win it.
1: I share your concerns with you, but I also... I'm interested to see what the long game is. NXT yeah. has let me down very, very, very much. Yeah, totally. Rarely. And so I think, horrible. like I say,
3: whoever wins is going to look like an actual god because the way they're putting her over as the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. like whoever takes her down is going to be unstoppable. But then that yeah. feels weird to me how you then take that back into just all the other women who, sh- who Charlotte ran over in pursuit of that. But like you say, I-, I have faith in NXT.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about about benefit of the doubt here and they are the one promotion of any other one that has earned it
2: no our shit with nxt is always like the most nitpicky like yeah because it's just a really fucking well-ran good company so yeah anytime we we're we're like ah, this thing didn't work for me or this that that. when it comes to nxt yeah dudes we're being nitpicky because like we got to talk about you know when everything is so good that there isn't like this glaring f- fucking thing, it's like, well, we have to address that because, you know, w- then you can actually get into the details and the small tweaks of things that like maybe don't work.
1: If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So
4: tune in every week
1: on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. Alright, that's enough of that. We got this. Times and Welcome back to Tides of Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by
3: Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk.
1: That's right. This week we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. Come on, let's get happy. I, I did. It's get happy. So come on, give a fuck. It. This is the three count. <laughs> Danielle, what do you want to put over?
2: I have recently fallen in love. With Sonia Deville, I know, I'm late. On her Instagram stories, she, I, I assume she'll be doing it tomorrow as well, because I know that those do expire, but she has been doing this whole, like, act of, like, trying to woo Mandy back. And she's like, posting all these videos of them being buds. And she's like, I'm going to talk to her tonight on SmackDown because I want to make sure that she listens to me. And if you guys have any great compilations of me and Mandy, can you please send them to me so that I can, you know, remind her of like what we had and who we are. (laughs) And it is, you guys know I pop for fucking friendship, man. So it is the cutest thing. Hopefully it will still be up by the time this is going uh, I'm, I
3: may have to send her my uh, recording of the interview with the two of them from Evolution, you should do because that. it was so adorable. I can't even start to tell you, dude. You and should Sonia do that. did a lot of the heavy lifting. I mean, Mandy should probably <laughs> listen to that and be grateful for what she has.
2: But yeah, so it, it, it's very, very cute. I love friendship. Uh, so yeah, go check that out for a little bit of. Heartwarming stuff. Unless, you know, it's Saturday and it Mandy isn't her friend anymore and then it just
1: make you sad. <laughs> all right. Lindsay?
3: I would like to put over all the Japanese wrestling companies uh, that have asked the Japanese government to help an industry in crisis mm. uh, and come together to do so, work together to present uh, and discuss the situation uh, to the... I'm reading it because it's very specific, but the Japanese minister of education, culture, sports, science, and technology and former New Japan pro wrestler, Hiroshi Hase, which is pretty great. Um, because they are asking the government to help them right now and help their performers and asking for very little for themselves. They are very much trying to support the people that work for them. Um, and I think it's really beautiful to see all the companies come together and do this together. It's, uh, so great. bushi road is there which is new japan uh, and there's also stardom pro wrestling noah all japan pro wrestling ddt pro wrestling diana and tokyo joshi pro wrestling uh, all went together to do this as a united front and said help our performers that provide so much that sounds uh, so nice it sounds right nice isn't for that absolutely lovely that. props to everyone <laughs>
1: i would have put over the bubbly bunch um, like 80% of it. <laughs> it's such, it's so, such fun, dumb stuff. I would have put over Jericho's dogs. I would have put over the stuffed animals. The, uh, the orange juice shot where Jericho <sighs> spills orange juice everywhere and that it's not spilled everywhere afterwards. Just like a fun sort of dumb thing. I don't think I want to see it every single week, but <laughs> it was kind of nice to watch this time and like yeah. see them varying degrees to which they are good at it. <laughs> and uh, obviously they were having fun, which is the, the part of it that I enjoyed the most. So... Yeah. Check it out. Yay! Yay! That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. We got this still going. Thrilling Adventure Hour. You can purchase the last live stream you did, which was the previous weekend, and uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled for future announcements of shows, because we ain't done yet. Danielle?
2: Um, I would very much like to plug... Uh, you staying in the fucking house. Um, if I could just promote really quick, all of you staying the fuck in the house, that'd be great. Uh, there are too many people outside my window. Um, there were too many children. Uh, get the fuck back in the house. Uh, yeah, still, you know, honest trailers, uh, announcements on, uh, great debate should be coming soon when that will be airing. So I will let you guys know. Um, But, yeah, in the meantime, just follow me on my socials and uh, get your ass back in the house. Uh,
1: Also, by the way, uh, along the lines of pop culture stuff that affects both you and I, Comic-Con has been canceled officially. Of course it
3: has. Yes. Of course, the fuck it has. Thank goodness. How, how has it not goodness. been cancelled before now? But That's, still. who knows? Yeah. Why like,
4: are people are you... waiting so long? What it's that fuck? it's that game of chicken where it's like if the com- if the organizers cancel, then they lose yeah. money. But if the city cancels, then the organizers get to keep some money to get the summit insurance. Because it well, it'll so, be so insurance. Just, yeah.
2: Like insurance yeah. will cover them if the city cancels.
4: Or exactly. exactly. So Thank it's like just a, it's in California. I don't think I think it was absolutely going to be stuff. They just wanted to try and make some money on. Yeah,
2: like account, people. So. Yeah. is a real thing when. It's not the rona so yep
1: i got sick for two weeks after a con two years ago for two oh, yeah. weeks out of work couldn't work it was so bad it and if terrible. you think
2: that like just normal people weren't washing their hands and going around and touching everything like all the nerds were not washing yeah. and touching everything
1: you think that gundam is using <laughs> hand sanitizer no <laughs> no uh-uh not happening. And those Batman suits with the rubber gloves, those just pick up germs. Stop handling everything with your rubber gloves. Take what you need and go. They protect your hands, but they cross contaminate. Anyway, Lindsay, what would you like to? No promote? one's listening to this
3: anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's uh, I got books. Please check out my books. There you go. It's really All easy. Right. Books Our producer need help. <laughs>
1: Our producer Julian Burrell thanks listeners and fellow Animal Crossing players Kara, for his wrestling ring.
4: You got the wrestling ring? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I don't have the, I don't have all four corners, but I have enough to make a full ring. I need the red corners just to complete. Wait the set, a minute, but I've got I, a complete ring. Can you hook me up? Yeah, I can. I told you yesterday I could. Well then, why
1: didn't you? I don't see anything <laughs> in my inbox, motherfucker. I text you saying I could. Okay, this I'll send it to you part later. Of the and thank you to Roosevelt for helping Cut me to work the none stock of this. market. That's right. No, we're cutting Keep none of us. Senior, <laughs> senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice fighter of theme music, so we're putting him over for that. I, I watched mean, the same- Mike uh, the other day DJing on Instagram Live, and It was great. It, was, it was, great. was wonderful. It was good to see him. He saw me and said my name, and I got warm and fuzzy in my heart. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Discord. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Maximum Fund members who have their monthly contributions still coming in and keeping the lights on for us while we do this. And uh, if you want a T-shirt, this is a great time to get one because you can wear our logo on your body and no one has to see. It could just be your secret (laughs) in your home. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Pites and Bites Podcast.